Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than, oh boy. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I mean, it's like Christmas. I mean, <laughs> you hmm. know, I feel like I've, I've served my sentence. Mm. I've, I've done my time. Right. A pretty lengthy sentence, like a, like a almost never ending sentence. At times, at, at yeah. times, at times there was, uh, there was not a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. At no. times parole mm-hmm. did not seem like, uh, <laughs> parole did not seem like something that was going to happen. Right. Often. It felt that I'll way. S- but I'll say at times we, it was, we made it. At times it felt like we should just give up. Yeah. Just like parenting. Uh, uh, I think it's different. But if you but if you stick it through, you know, then it's worth it in the oh. end. Oh, for sure. And I usually I feel sometimes. I feel that we should never compare watching the James Bond series to parenting. Unless you're whoever Donald Trump's parents were, in which case <laughs> you should have given up. <laughs> you should have just, you know, yeah. out with the dishwater. Anyways, mm. uh, James Bond series. Welcome. Yeah, episode yeah, nineteen. Welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Moving been right that along. That would have been so. That's perfect. a lot of episodes. Would have been so perfect, leading right up to the new one, but it got postponed, unfortunately. Son of a gun. Hmm. I blame you. Me? The listener. Oh. No, the listener. Yeah, yeah. Let's blame them. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, so if you're new to our 007 series, the way this shiz works is we are uh, reviewing all of the 007 films leading up to and including uh, No Time to Die. This includes the non-Eon 007 films, um, you know, uh, Casino Royale and Never Say Never Again, which we have already done for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, we we rank the films uh, based on eight different categories, and then we take those. We take a score. We take all those scores and we average them, and we use that number to uh, rank that 007 film among the rest in terms of what the quintessential 007 film is. Um, and yeah, there's been some laughs. There's been a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. A lot of tears, a lot of fetal position. <laughs> um, a lot of rethinking our lives. Yeah, yeah, more so than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're here. We're here. And we uh, we have said goodbye to Roger Moore. We've now said goodbye to Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to Pierce Brosnan. On to Pierce in, Brosnan, uh, yeah. In Golden Eye. On to Pierce Brosnan the, and on to the 1990s. Goldeneye, the title that is almost more famous, not for the film, but for the N64 uh, counterpart, hmm. was basically like the grandfather of all first-person shooter video games. Right. Everybody played right, Goldeneye. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, so let's get into this. Let's do it. Yeah. further ado. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I want to say first, before anything else. Sure. I did something that I never do. Okay. Normally, when I'm ranking 
these categories from zero to ten. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, I just go with my gut. Okay. I don't give them any second thought. Yep. I just you know what feels right to me, and I go with it. This time around, I spent a lot. I wanted. I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't just being trigger happy. Hmm. Um. And so I went back and I kind of, you know, really contemplated a couple of the categories. Wow. um, Because it either seemed like they were scoring way too low or a little too high or, Hmm. you know. Yeah. uh, And I'm happy to say that among doing that, among a bunch of contemplation, I didn't change any of my answers. Oh, wow. Um, Which I think just increases the credibility of the answers because had I gone in and changed them, then it's just like, you know, it's like, test test answers Mm -hmm. where you did get the right answer but the more time you spend looking at it you start second guessing yourself you change it then you get the wrong answer and they say i stuck with all the original answers yeah they say always go with your initial gut answer you know so exactly exactly should i start a movie podcast with a guy named pete (laughs) sure (laughs) i don't think don't overthink it just do it let's just do it just yeah yeah, don't don't uh don't use logic no 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 go for it yeah uh, so the first category is plot. Yep. Uh, I gave this an eight. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Which is high. Which is high. Have you ever given a, as high a plot. score? Uh, I have given as high a score. Oh, okay. Um, but not for plot. Hmm. I'm not typically wound by the plot, or I have trouble <laughs> following it, or I'm, you know, I find some reason not to like the plot. Sure. I... Honestly, I think, uh, and this this plays into a couple categories, but having the villain be the turns out not dead former partner, mm. I mean, that's just so good. Yeah, it is. Right. And GoldenEye itself, the threat of GoldenEye, what GoldenEye is, right? A good old-fashioned EMP, basically, right. is what we're dealing with here. Yep. But on a but on a double oh seven feeling scale. On a planetary regular EMP. Yeah. yeah. Regular EMP, you, you know, bring Tom Cruise in to deal with that. But this <laughs> Shade Throne. GoldenEye yeah. requires uh requires Pierce Brosnan. Yep. Um yep. and so I just yeah, I was just right in it. I was like, Yes, okay, I care, I'm interested. Um I don't need to understand any politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. Um, I don't need to follow these complex lines. There's a big weapon. Mm-hmm. This is what the weapon does. Sure. Yo, these yeah. are the guys that are going to use it, and this is who they want to use it on. Exactly. And if they use it on these people, this will be the outcome. Let's Bad things them. will happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it was super simple to follow. It was fun. It was engaging. Uh, and so I gave it an eight. I was very happy with it. That's cool. That's a respectable score. I gave it a six. And, you know, I didn't go review my scores, but there are some times where I wonder if I go too hard on some scores. This might be one because everything you said, I, I, I completely agree with. I've only seen this film once and it was at a social event. So I, I feel like I fell asleep through the middle. So I knew most of what was coming. Um, and just like a couple little details here and there were kind of filled in. So I knew that, and I'm going to refer to Sean Bean throughout this podcast as Boromir. That, that's just going to happen. 
So sure. there was a scene where I watched, um, and uh, for the record, actually, my wife watched this film with me for probably the last 18 films. She would kind of walk in on me watching these, watch for like two minutes and then just walk away because some of them were pretty awful. But the this one she was interested in. Um, and she watched and she literally gasped and like made a sad face when Boromir was shot. And I was just like in my head, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, you just wait, there's going to be a reveal that will knock your socks off. And it did. Um, but yeah, I thought this, this plot was actually pretty respectable. Um, we've got some character depth. James Bond values missions more than his friends. Um, that kind of comes back to bite him. Uh, Bond is betrayed. Like you said, Boromir is alive and he was kind of a double agent. Um, but even with him, we get some deeper underpinnings, you know, comments about him acting out is because of his past family trauma. And even a line is made that, you know, James Bond is drowning out the screams of people he's killed with Vodka Martini. So there was like some hints of like deeper emotional kind of causation for different characters. So I was like, that's respectable. And the last thing of note that it was just kind of cool or fun to be in the 90s and we're closer to things that at least you and I can remember. It was fun kind of being the first really IT heavy, computer based heavy plot that we could relate to modern day um, computers. So that was kind of fun to watch. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Name name one thing, name one movie or TV show. Mm. That Sean Bean doesn't die in, or at least like, <laughs> you know, I guess National gets, Treasure. He doesn't he, like die. Goes to, yeah, he, no, but he. I mean, he goes, he goes to, to prison, jail. and who knows what happens immediately after. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm doing a quick search here. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm at a loss. I don't know if there's anything. He's yeah, I'm I'm speechless. I don't know. Right? The guy's just got shit luck. <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped caring about, I genuinely stopped caring about um, Game of Thrones after mm. the first season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I was like, he was your best, he, what? Why is yep. he gone? He was the best part. I think I would, I've never, like, I've, I've maybe watched like a half dozen episodes in the first season of Game of Thrones. And I think I would be more committed to continue if I knew he just wasn't offed in the first season. Sure. For the same sure. reason. He's like the biggest guy. He's a great actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. Mm-hmm. Betrayal of Bond. Yes. Now, this is a fascinating category because in my mind, Pierce Brosnan is Bond. When I was growing up, he was he was who was playing Bond in the 90s. And he he's the so, Bond in a lot of mutual video games that you and I played. You kind of alluded to this. Yeah, right? And so, you know, a very... I had never seen any 007 films. That's kind of the point of this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did play, you know, like I, I can't tell you the hours that I've banked with Nightfire. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? And and so that's how I knew, like, and the multiplayer on Nightfire is how I knew about a lot of things, right? It's how mm-hmm. I knew about the Golden Gun, because the Golden Gun was a weapon you could you could right? use. Yep. And in multiplayer, you could play as Jaws, or you yeah. could play as Odd Job. Yep. Right? And so I knew Odd Job was a thing, because you, you could throw your hat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And but yeah, in Nightfire, like I can, you know, I can picture it in my head. Uh yeah, man, I can picture this it's starting out, there's like a snowy level yes. and some snipers that you have to get around. Yep. As you're like coming up this dirt road. Yep. Uh and yeah, and the laser watch and just all these different. And so either way, and and yeah, Pierce Brosnan was the representation of Bond in those games. Big time. Um, and I'm going to look up, I'll keep talking here, but I'm going to look yeah, up. Yeah. And there's, there was another one that I played. I had oh. the From Russia With Love video game, but that was Sean Connery. That was, yeah, that was Sean. Good old um, Yeah. Nightfire to me was a classic games. as well. Big time. Nightfire. And what is the other one here? Anyways, mm. yeah. So I, I, you know, in my mind, Pierce Brosnan was 007. Sure. Uh, from Russia with Love, no. Agent Under Fire. Mm, never played. 007 Agent Under Fire. That was that was a good one. Hmm. Um, and again, you know, I don't know if Pierce Brosnan is voicing it per se, but they've got right. a guy that sounds an awful lot like him, and mm-hmm. it's his face. Right, um, yeah. Or at least an early 2000s video game rendering of his face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so... So this was this was the Bond that I grew up thinking that's who James Bond is. Right. Um so I also gave this an eight. Oh wow. Um I think he he's he's the right age, first of all. He's not forty years older than his uh, romantic pursuits. Right. He's the right age. The, the mm-hmm. relationships that he's pursuing are borderline age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> borderline he's so. got a you know and i i mean as far as being a secret agent this doesn't matter but he's got a great hairline like oh he's yeah he's just got sure. good hair yeah and he knows how to style it and the hair does what he you know he's got great physique he's in great yep. shape sure and for the time for sure. the 90s yep <laughs> He's he's got minimal, you know. This is it's all changing as it changes all the time, and there's mm-hmm. there's trends and whatever else. But in the '90s, he's got minimal body hair, right? Sean right. Connery was like a very hairy chest kind of manly '60s guy. Sure. Um, but Sean, uh, but um, Pierce Brosnan, no, he's got that like self-groomed gentleman look. Mm. Uh. And I don't know, just everything about it, everything about it was, was spot on. Yeah. Um, no, that's fair. And it's, and it's interesting. So a listener of the show, someone specifically who listens to this series, um, who I'm sure will mention this to me once he listens to this, um, but our friend Stefan Duchesne um, has seen all the 007 films and is oh, not cool. a fan of Pierce Brosnan. Oh, Okay. Yeah, was definitely not a fan of Roger Moore. Thought Roger Moore was too much of a, a model pretty boy. Didn't oh, have the, really? the the grit and the gristle that um, that Sean Connery has. Well, listen, we've we've uh, got the time of day to listen to anyone who didn't like Roger Moore for whatever didn't reason. Didn't like Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he feel he feels very similar about Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Uh, or at least that's my understanding. Yeah. I don't know, Stefan. I got to, you know, <laughs> and, uh, admittedly, so much of it is the nostalgic. Oh, yeah. You know, 
I grew up, that's that's who Bond was. Yep. It's just even though I hadn't seen a oh, 007 yeah. film, yep. like every other little boy in the nineties, I fantasized yep. about being a secret agent. Sure. I had a watch with a laser pointer in it. I had sunglasses that had mirrored spots on either so I could like see who is behind me in my sunglasses. <laughs> right. I had a briefcase. Uh, you know, like it, it, I just, I wanted to be James Bond and that was the image in my head was yeah. Pierce Brosnan. For sure. So I that, gave it yeah, an that's fair. I, I was very pleased. I think this is my favorite portrayal so far. Right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, I would mirror the sentiment that I am so refreshed to have this kind of childhood who we thought James Bond was and whether or not we like Timothy Dalton, you know, we were, we, we've watched 18 films that we were just wanting to get to this point. So it was refreshing. I gave Betrayal of Bond a six and it's not that I didn't enjoy Pierce Brosnan. I still do like Pierce Brosnan so far. And I think I, I might just warm up to him a bit more once we get to the episodes of films that I grew up with. I didn't really grow up with Goldeneye. I think the reason I didn't give him a bit higher was he seemed a little bit more inappropriate and pushy than I remembered. And, you know, I, I, I get it. He's James Bond, so he's not going to always be kind of on the straight and narrow. But he there there was a couple times I was like, that was a little pushy. Like, that was a little Sean Connery-esque, but... Um, not enough that I gave he's, him a bad score. He's not necessarily going to open the door for you <laughs> unless he thinks you'll drop your panties as a right, result. Right. Um, there, there was one scene where it's the opening scene where he breaks into that like Russian, um, base or whatever you'd call it. And there's the bathroom stall with the, the Russian sitting on the toilet and he's reading the newspaper and James Bond is like sitting or no, he's not sitting. He's like hanging inverted from the ceiling. Repelling in. Spider-manning in. his way in. And like you're seeing this guy read the newspaper till he puts the newspaper down. And then James Bond's face is there. And he's like, beg your pardon. Forgot to knock. Yeah. And forgot I was just curious. Like, how long was he willing to sit there to surprise the soldier? Like, was he willing to sit there for like 10 minutes just to have that kind of one-liner? Or as long as it takes. <laughs> like, how much is he willing to sit through? Is what I want to know. Like, yeah. Um, the only yeah, thing for I Patric loved, I loved that scene. It was oh no, don't get me wrong. It was a great cinematic scene, just from the reality of it. You know, if I'm there, I'm probably just going to knock that guy out and move on with my with my task. Sure. The last thing I want to say about portrayal of Bond was just maybe part of the reason why I gave him a six. Um, there was the scene where was it Money Penny or the driving instructor, whoever it was. I couldn't tell if it was Money or Penny, or Money Penny or not. Um, but where Bond's driving around, and Money Penny's like, I, you know, I like a spirit to drive as much as the next girl. A girl passes in the car, and she's like, "Who's that?" And Bond's like, "That's the next girl." And That's nothing. The next girl, <laughs> which was funny, and nothing about what they were kind of bantering with with each other was that romantic. And then they pull up to this outlook. And the scene changed like 180 where Pierce starts pulling the moves and the car evaluator, instead of being like the entire scene having no chemistry, they go on full out like romantically getting involved. And my wife like nearly <laughs> threw up in her mouth, not at the act of two actors on scene, like portraying a romantic scene. It's just that like nothing about their interaction 
was pointing towards this direction. And then it was just like randomly they started making out and being romantically involved and it just didn't make sense. So, a lot hinges on the the cologne that you're wearing. I, I guess. That's so that, all I can say. There was like a few instances like this in this movie. That's why I gave it a, a six and not higher. Where it's just, there were some re- scenes where like, it was just like, story-wise, you shouldn't be making out because nothing was leading towards this. The only reason you're making out is because you're Pierce Brosnan, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, six out that. of ten. Okay. Villain. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a category that historically I've been a little tough on. Uh, yeah, with the exception of maybe like one or two, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, uh, yeah, it it it's there was there was one or two Blofeld yep. uh portrayals which I really loved. Christopher Walken I enjoyed, Christopher Lee I enjoyed. Um you know, and kind and and Dr. No had all kinds of potential, but I just didn't get enough of them. Uh, yeah. And so it's, it's a category that I said last episode has been kind of tainted for me because you really have to, you really got to bring it. You really got to be menacing <laughs> and maniacal and a villain worthy of sending bond in, not just a drug dealer, mm-hmm. not just a human trafficker and not just, no. you know, no. not someone that the government or the police or something should be dealing with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, right. For the first time wow, in this where, series. Where do you, what? I gave villain a 9. Oh, doctor. Wow. I thought Who? I mean, actor aside. So act you know, as an actor he's incredible. Yes, Sean of course. Bean is phenomenal. Yep. He's he he's got the right voice. He's got the right personality. He's got everything that I needed him to have. Sure. Um, to play this role. Mm-hmm. But again, just something about it being, you know, the the tension that was there because he was a friend. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who Bond felt responsible for the death of? Oh yeah. He'd been, this has been lingering on his conscience every day. He's been beating himself up. Yep. Um, and yeah, so just, just all of those, you know, and some of the lines from Alec, uh, from Sean Bean's character that was like, you know, can't you be a good boy and just die already? Like, you know, just just this this the fact that we had two two people who had received the same training, mm-hmm. yeah, had the same fighting technique, had the same knowledge, had the same background, going head to head, begged the, almost begged the question to me: How did we get nineteen films before this happened? Yeah, right. Yeah. But either way, Sean Bean, Alec, 006, whatever you want to call him. Sure. Got a nine from me. Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. I don't know if I... So I rank these films immediately once I'm done watching them. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering if it's emotionally driven, if I should let it breathe a little bit before I, you know, I give my final score. 
I gave it a six out of 10 and I'm wondering if I went a little bit too hard on it. Um, you know, I think I obviously loved Sean Bean, fantastic villain. And similar to what we saw with Christopher Lee as a villain, who was like this mirror image of Bond with just different motivations. Same thing with uh, Sean Bean. Same training, like you said, same kind of background, um, but just one of them turns. And um, it was kind of an interesting mirror image to Bond. Um, I think just the only reason I didn't give him higher was I was kind of comparing it with the, the great villains that we had so far. There's not many, but with Christopher Lee and Christopher Walken, um, you know, I gave them a kind of a higher score. Um, again, I think I went a bit too hard, but a six out of 10 is what, was what I came up with. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, it's fair. It's a lot lower than what I gave. Yeah. But it's still, it's above five for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, gadgets. I gave this a seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, 90% of it. So it's, the, okay, so this I'll talk about this first. This doesn't count as a gadget, but the fact that Bond at some point in this film, earlier on in the film, is driving the OG Aston Martin. Right, yes. Like the same Aston Martin, same year, same model that Sean Connery was driving. That's cool. Right, and doesn't end yep. up becoming like his main his main car, his spy no, car. But it's a nod. Um, it's a nod. But it's just a great nod. Yep. <coughs> um. But yeah, I gave this a seven, and honestly, I can't tell you how much of that score hinges on that damn pen. <laughs> yes, that, yes. The pen grenade is such a fantastic plot point, uh, especially especially in the scene where Alan Cummings play character is like nervously clicking it. And mm -hmm. we're all just like, ner like chomping at the bit nervously waiting <laughs> for him to activate this grenade. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it was just, it was, yeah, it, the grenade, the green, the pen grenade was everything that I need a gadget to be. Sure. It is an everyday device mm -hmm. that functions perfectly well as the device that it's meant to be. It's a pen. Yeah. Use it as a pen. Yeah. Write with it. Yeah. But it's also an incredibly deadly weapon. Mm -hmm. And and to me, that was, it just made me so happy. And the pen was so predominantly featured. Um, You know, I just, yeah, I I gave it a seven. There, there was a bunch of other gadgets in this movie as well, but none of them... None of them got me quite the way that the the, the pen did. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, that's, either way, seven. That's fair. I was pretty close. I gave it a six out of ten, so not too far off. Loved loved the laser Rolex watch. Loved the grappling hook. There was kind of a bit of a lame electronic magnifying scope. I think it was on a gun. I it could take or leave that. But Q Branch is back, baby. Uh, you know, in the lab, we see like the foot cast with rockets. We see a killer BMW, and again, yeah, the explosive grenade pin is phenomenal. And just some funny kind of circumstances in the lab where, like, in the background, do you have, like, a worker go on a phone booth and, like, kind of an airbag goes off, and it's just kind of this running gag throughout the scene. And then I think, was it, like, was there, like, a sandwich or something where James Bond touches it, and he's like, what does this do? And, like, Q slaps him on the hand. He's like, don't touch that. That's my lunch. 
That's my so, lunch, 007. Yeah, yep. so, you know, Q was back and it was glorious. I, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I, I mean, I'm with you. Um, wasn't the best, but it was definitely solid. I have in my notes here uh, mm-hmm. just how much Bond's grappling gun looks like uh, Han Solo's blaster. <laughs> Interesting. Like I saw it and I was just like, okay, Han, like, Han, like it, they may have reused the prop. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty spot on. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, fights, fights in action. Yes. I also gave this a seven. Okay. Uh, you know, hand to hand stuff, gunfire, like hand to hand stuff between Pierce Brosnan and Sean Bean. Incredible. Lots of gunplay, lots of explosions, high speed car chases. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just. It was an, an adrenaline roller coaster. Oh yeah! To watch this film, mm-hmm. um, you know, buildings crumbling. The movie starts at like, oh my gosh, the opening sequence with Bond, where he bungee jumps off the dam. Yes, yeah. Was just was reminiscent to me of something that I played in one of the 007 games, where you have mm-hmm. to do something very similar. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just. Man, oh man. Like, I gave it a seven. This may have been a little harsh. It may have, you know, I think I maybe could have given it an eight. Um, but I was trying to leave some breathing room for, you know, bigger installments that are to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, seven. I was, I was, I have no bad things to say about the action mm-hmm. in this film. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Again, I was really close. I gave it a six. Um, the only reason I didn't give it higher, there were some sequences of CGI and some action sequences, sequences that didn't quite age well in my books or didn't go gracefully into the night. But honestly, we're into this modern day kind of category of James Bond film. So the action is better. And although there were still some times it was corny, it was either always funny or entertaining or captivating. And, you know, when I say corny, like there were just some times where the film intentionally leans into it. So there were some slapstick things and it was still just fun. Um, so that aspect did not age, like it aged well is what I'm trying to say. Um, but oh, yeah, sure. dang, what an opening scene where he bungee jumps off um, that weapons facility. And that insane opening action sequence where he like free falls off the cliff into a falling plane and survives just it was a, I mean, yeah, it's silly. And of course, like a capital N for nope, as far as realism, but just, it was still a fun opening sequence. Um, and just down to little things that we've come a long way. Like he, he escapes from a jail cell, but it was reasonable. Like it wasn't like the, uh, Sean Connery days where there's like a six foot tall air duct that he escapes through. And it's like, why is that in a jail cell? Um, and the only thing that was like a resounding bull crap was Boromir surviving that like 40 story fall and not just exploding like a, you know, firecracker when he hits the ground. Firecracker. I know. Full he's, of liter- he's laying on the ground and he looks like, you know, there's a little <laughs> bit of blood coming out of his mouth. Right. So he looks like maybe he's just had his wisdom teeth out. Again, with the wisdom teeth. I know. Like <laughs> my wife and I just looked at each other and we were just like, nope. No. Nope. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna argue with you. I'm going to say that the whole free fall airplane thing, instead of getting a capital N for nope, yep. uh, I would give it a capital U for unlikely. Okay. Plaus- <laughs> pa- plausible. Yeah, that's fair. But, I, actually, uh, I don't know if that, 
I don't know if that's fair. Unlikely. I mean, <laughs> maybe like, yeah. Emphasis on the Could unlikely. Could happen. Uh, yeah. uh. Okay. Um, Bond girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give this a six. Okay. Um, you know, I almost would have preferred if, if confusingly kinky fetish strange please bite me so that i can bite you back villain woman i almost would have preferred it if she was the bond girl oh yeah uh as uncomfortable as she yeah constantly made me constantly Um, constantly every scene what? she's in i was like oh man every time like even like, if she'd look in a certain direction i'm like oh boy what now i got there was 50 shades of vibes all over that <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i don't know the bond girl i liked last time i liked the cia agent yeah that to me just felt a little more mm. um like she was I felt like this Bond girl was less capable of of taking care of herself. Yeah. Needed rescuing a little bit more. You, and you're talking about Natalia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And so She's, I don't know, but uh, yeah, no field you know experience, what, but right? Six six is still above average. Six is sure. super admirable. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I gave it below average. I gave it a four out of ten. Um, and, you know, it ties into what I said before, just with every romantic scene, no matter who it was, Bond girl or non-Bond girl, there was such an incongruency between what was happening and what was leading up to the climax of the scene. And then just there was like a randomly spicy, spicy romantic scene that just kind of bloomed and you just kind of scratch your head and go, really? Like that? That's not where this was leading, but okay. Um, but yeah, for Bond girl, I took into my scoring... More so Natalia than the psychopath killer villain woman. Um, and the only reason I gave it a lower score, not that Natalia was bad per se. Um, she just seemed a bit forced because, you know, she wasn't really directly involved with Bond till like maybe two thirds of the way through the film. So there wasn't a lot of interaction time between the two and it was just pretty hollow for most of it. And it was like a little bit clumsy because it was kind of one dimensional. And then there was like a random beach scene where Bond is kind of semi opening up to her, but it just seemed really forced and like just not natural. Um, so it, it didn't, it, it felt like it was maybe trying to score a bit higher in my books, but it just didn't achieve it. So four out of 10. Sure. Okay. Supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Another category that I'm pretty hard on. Okay. Uh, and just never really feel like I get anything out of the supporting characters in this movie. Sure. I gave this a nine. <laughs> oh man. So let's start with uh let's start with Alan Cumming playing the the Russian programmer guy. Yep. He's just fun. Every time he's he on is. screen, yep. he's a blast. Yep. Uh he's quirky. He kind of reminds me of um, Wayne Knight's character, Dennis, from the Jurassic Park movie. The mm. nah, uh, uh, you you forgot to say the magic word. Nah, uh, uh, nah, uh, 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 right? Yes. Uh, yeah. He's just got that kind of feeling to him. Yep. Um, Q, Q is, this is the best we've seen Q, right? Just this, this, he's, he's so, I feel like the chemistry between him and Bond now has reached its its pinnacle 
Yeah. Right. This, yeah. oh, please grow up, 007. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so good. It makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Money Penny. Money Penny is a date. Yeah. Money Penny's, you know, she's no longer just necessarily hinging on the hope that, you know, after 33 years, she might get a date with 007. <laughs> mm. uh, and she's got sash. She's got comeback. She's got wit this time. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, but really, the thing that drives this, mm. the reason this gets a nine. Sure. Is Judy Dench as... Oh, now, now, can you just add some clarity? Because you... I feel you made a reference. Was it to Q in the past where like you knew something was so you did you know Judy Dench? Sorry, Judy Dench was coming or not? I knew that Judy Dench would play M at some okay. point. Yes, okay. I didn't know when. Okay. Um, yep. I like that they. I liked the first guy that played M. Sure. I didn't like his replacement. Right. No. But I really love Judy Dench, and I like that. They're not just trying to pretend like this, you know, like we haven't cast an entirely different person and gender. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that they reference your predecessor. Yeah. Yes. The person who did this job before you. Yes. Yep. This is a new M. This is a new person in this role. She's just, I don't know. Was, like every time she was on screen, I bought it. I was happy. I loved the oh. dynamic between yeah. the two of them. For sure. Particularly the moment that just, instead of just being, you know, M being this disapproving, grumpy kind of <laughs> cold, calculating. Get off my lawn kind of old man. Get out of my office. Yeah. Yeah. This line. The line when, when M looks at Bond and says, you don't like me, do you? You mm-hmm. think I'm an accountant, you know, this, that, and the other thing that I'm calculating, that I do this, that, and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Pierce Brosnan says, the thought had occurred to me, yes. And she said, good. Because I think you're a sexist, misogynistic dinosaur. A relic <laughs> of the Cold War whose boyish charms, though wasted on me, obviously appealed to that young woman that I sent out to evaluate you. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, like, yeah, if, if, if you think, and there's another line following this where she's like, if you think, if you think I'm afraid to to have someone die or something, then then your evaluation of me is dead wrong. I have no compunction about about sending you to your death. I just won't do it on a whim. Mm-hmm. And like she right. just put him in his place, mm-hmm. and I just I ate it up. I was like, yes, this is perfect. This is phenomenal. Uh, it excites me that I do know that although we see we reach we Judy Dench's involvement here creates a weird continuity situation. Oh, for sure. Only because up until this point and up until uh, the world, no, not the world, uh, die die another day or whatever it is. The final, yep. the final Pierce Brosnan one, mm-hmm. right? From Dr. No until Die Another Day, those are all one long line of continuity. Yeah. 
Yeah. More or less. They're More all less. the same. They're all meant to be the same bond. They all reference, you know, they'll reference yeah. the same marriage. They'll reference other films as past events yeah. in Bond's career. You know, loose, you know, loose it's it's loosely, loosely. yeah. It's it's loosely, it's kind of a fine they, line between a continuity and kind of a, you know, a reinvention every time a new Bond comes. It's it's not like a clear cut, but I, I get what you're saying for sure. Sure. But they all kind of, they will nod at the past ones and they all yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, just sort of ignore the fact that, yes, it's been 35, 36, 40 years. Yeah. Casino Royale, Daniel Craig, that's, this is just a hard reboot, right? Yeah. Because Daniel yeah. Craig, it's an origin story. It's a new Bond. It's a new... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we're starting over. Yeah. Which is why it doesn't make sense. It makes me happy because I love the portrayal. It doesn't make sense that Judy Dench continues as M mm. in the Daniel Craig Bond films. Right. I'm not complaining. Yeah. It just, you know, so it, it excites me because I know I've got a lot more Judy Dench as M to come. Right. It's just it's it's a weird continuity thing. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, I but, hear but, you. But I guess it's no different than you know. Really, it's no different than bringing James Earl Jones back to do Mufasa in the <laughs> the John Favreau Lion King. Sure, right. It's just they yeah. cast her again. She's not meant to be the same M. Right. They just cast her again as the same role. Yeah, I think I think there's just a lot of indistinct lines and there, there's not a lot of distinction between some of these films as far as carryover because look we had the same money penny for 15 or 20 years so like there are some things where there are clean cut new bonds new m's where you know you just kind of have to look past it but there are some weird kind of characters that have been the same the whole time that you know if you you know i i, I get what you're saying but i also get it's not a perfect kind of it's it's been an interesting ride so far of overlap and where maybe overlap shouldn't be and i think you're right you get to ride it out and you get judy judy dench out of it and whatever you can get out of that is great so sure yeah uh i give supporting characters a seven also a solid score um you know who do we have i guess we have that one cia agent who has like the muggy rose tattoo on his thigh that bond had to kind of expose in public Meh. Um, Money Penny is fun. Um, a couple lines that don't age well, where you know, Bond asks what the punishment is for sexual harassment at work, and she says, you know, you know, you have to make good on all your innuendos. Um, but you know, supporting characters, I'm gonna pull something from Harry Potter, what we talked about, where Hogwarts is kind of a character, definitely not to the same degree. I'm not, I'm not making that kind of a j- jump. But I love seeing just the pan outs to the actual MI6 headquarters in London during these uh, Pierce Brosnan years. It's uh, it, it's just a bit different than all the prior films where we're in M's office and it's just the office. Like we get to see his desk and a filing cabinet and that's it. I love seeing just the headquarters. There's something kind of maybe it's just nostalgia, but also it just kind of feels like just a bit more richer to me. And it, it's almost like Hogwarts being a character. Same with the MI6 headquarters. But yeah, loved the new Money Penny, loved the new Q, loved Dench. Uh, you know, you kind of hit on all the points that I wanted to. I love the conflict between Bond and Q. You can feel that tension, and I just love it. It basically boils down to analytics versus instincts. 
a constant battle, no matter what profession you're in, no matter what field of work, what field of life, there's always kind of those two butting heads. Um, and yeah, just everything from making comments to predecessors to even just the tension that was kind of building up throughout their, their interaction with each other. Loved it and looking forward to watching more of it. So yeah, a seven out of 10. One complaint that I did have was, uh, it was clearly not the same office for him. I would have loved to have seen that mm. double padded door mm-hmm. office okay. for yeah. for M. Okay, uh, and, and it was clearly this is the first time that we've clearly had an entirely different office. You know, a much more like sort of the office got a very modern update. Yeah, to it, for sure. But, yeah, yeah. Bond okay. song. Uh, I gave this a six. Okay. I thought it was above average, below yeah. awesome. Um, here's my question though: like, what is the yeah. rating of this film? P- is it is it fair to assume this is PG thirteen? Oh, I think so. Okay. I'm what I sure. find really fascinating, and I've brought this point up in the past, it's been just as accurate, just as relevant in the past. But but I felt like it was particularly blatantly obvious this time. Mm. In the Bond sequence, the Bond song sequence. Yep. Although these girls are typically lit from, they're always naked girls, and they're always lit from behind because it's the silhouette thing. Mm-hmm. But the camera does, or the lighting and the camera, it it pans around, and the girls get lit from the side, and there is a lot of exposed nipple and, and you know, sometimes, like, butt, and, like, there's, mm. there's, there's definitely uncensored frontal nudity mm. in these sequences. Right. Unsilhouetted, you know, just sort of barely lit up and only for a couple of seconds, but there's definitely, you can make out, that's okay that's a topless female not just the not just the silhouette of one you can see and i'm just amazed that that doesn't somehow impact the rating of these films hmm yeah that's not enough having a bunch of naked women dancing around in this opening scene for three and a half minutes (laughs) is not enough to put this on on the shelf with american pie that it's not you know it doesn't become Mm-hmm. an R-rated film just from that opening scene. Hmm. Um but yeah, I gave it a 6. You know, it's it's it wasn't it's not catchy like Goldeneye. No. Or uh like uh Goldfinger, Goldfinger. was. Yep. Um it sure as shit is no um <laughs> Live and Let Die. No. You know, I'm I'm predicting you know, I don't I don't know what any of the the upcoming songs sound like. Sure. I have listened to the No Time to Die one a couple of times cuz it's Billie Eilish. Yep. And I find her really fascinating. Um, and obviously, we all know Skyfall. My guess is Skyfall will be the next one that I I rate really well. Sure. Because um, it's just, I mean, it's synonymous with Bond now, right? Sky. We all know Skyfall and mm-hmm. Adele. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I gave it a six. It could have been a lot worse, but did leave something to be desired. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I gave it a below average. Just to me, it doesn't really resonate. I gave it a 3 out of 10. And, you know, it wasn't for lack of star power. Tina Turner is a pretty big deal. 
Um, but just for me, I, I didn't grow up with it, so there was no nostalgia to kind of boost its score. And when I watched it, you know, it just kind of fell flat a little bit. It had the correct vibe, the correct feel for 007. Just for me, not the best, not the greatest. It, you know, if someone twisted my arm, I maybe could have given it a four, maybe it a bit bit higher, but three out of ten is what I settled with. Um, the, the other, like the, otherwise, the soundtrack through the film was great. We're past that desert of the garbage chase scene, chase scene sequences from like the 60s, 70s, and 80s, where I scratch my head and go, why aren't we using the 007 theme in these chase scenes? We're there now. We're using the theme, our bread and butter. So the th- soundtrack throughout was great, but the Bond song I gave a three out of ten. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I so have some. I have some category. pretty serious one-liners that I have to cover. Okay. Okay. The first is, I actually have a fire emoji next to it, so it's M, where she drops the line of, "Unlike the American government, we don't like to get our bad news from CNN." Yep. And I was just like, oh, ayo. That was so good. Um, It's not so much a one-liner. Well, it was a one-liner. It wasn't the best. It was just more, again, the reaction of the person I watched it with, where the psycho murder chick dies, and um, Dan, or Pierce Brosnan goes, she always did enjoy a good squeeze. And my wife literally like dropped to the ground out of frustration and exasperation. It was kind of a funny, <laughs> funny, uh, I funny, wish I'd been there. Oh man, I wish I had videotaped it. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, the last line, I don't know if I like it or not, but it, it's definitely worth mentioning where the crazy psycho chick goes, you don't need your gun. And Bond goes, that depends on your definition of safe sex. That's a great line <laughs> for Bond. For Bond, it's a great line. It was in yep. the trailer too. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great line. Oh, man. Uh, Okay. So if I take everything. Yep. And I tally it up. Sure. So my lowest score to date. Okay. Is for Never Say Never Again. (laughs) Oh, man. And I got a flat out three. (laughs) My highest score to date. Yeah, what's your highest? Is uh, a 6.5. Okay. And that goes to The Man with the Golden Gun. Yep. Yep. So up until this point, I think Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. Best offering. Best, if you can only watch one, sure. watch Christopher Lee and The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. Yep. GoldenEye receives a 7.5. So Whoa! Whoa! Higher, what? Making it the clear <laughs> leading champion when it comes to quintessential Bond films. So up until this point... If you can only watch one Bond film, <gasps> wow. watch Goldeneye. So if the podcast ends tomorrow, so like if this is the last episode we make, this is the film that you say to people, you then have I to would watch have Goldeneye. to recommend. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah. And, crazy. And, and you know what? I've yeah. got no, uh, I don't look at that and go, ah, is that how I feel? No, 100%. Sure. That oh. seems right to me. Wow. Not only is it the best one I've seen. Uh, but it's the best one I've seen by a, a lot, a by a noticeable margin. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I gave it above average. I give it a five point five. So respectable. So that's st- not the winner for you. 
not the winner, but I, I score a lot of these pretty low. So of reference, it's either th- third or fourth place out of 19. Okay. So, you know, it didn't win, but it's close to the top. So if, you okay. know, yeah, it, it's not a slight on it that it got five and a half. I mm. have a piece of trivia for you. Ooh. Can, hmm. Okay. I How many do you do you just have the one for me like normal? I, I've got a couple little like snippets of stuff. So I'm wondering if you should do your question just in case okay. mine touches yeah, on you'll your probably question. you'll probably know the answer to this. Oh, sure. Then. Okay. Yep. Yep. Why is it? Okay. That Pierce Brosnan was cast mm. as 007. Hmm. Why? Do you not know? I don't think so. Uh, it's because Sam Neill, okay. the guy that goes on to play Dr. Alan Grant in Jurassic Park, yeah, said no. <laughs> because he wasn't interested. Interesting. But he was first approached. He was the after Timothy Dalton. Their first choice for 007 was Sam Neill. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh so, wow. That's just that's that's my and I've been holding on to that since like <laughs> since like fifteen Bond episodes ago. Because be there honest, was like there was one where we it was like why was Sean Connery why did George Lazenby come in? And you're like, Oh, because Sean mm. Connery didn't want to be typecast and I was like, right. Ooh, ooh, I've got like <laughs> okay, I've got a Pierce Brosnan one and you're like, Well, okay, let's you know, let's sit on that. We'll get let's to that sit when it on comes. that puppy. So like <laughs> like the start of the summer. Oh man, I've been sitting on that that nugget. I must have been eating you alive. It, yeah. Um, I to be yeah, honest, I, I can kind of, <laughs> I can kind of picture him honestly as a James Bond for what it's worth. Sure, especially especially now, like he's a little he's on the blonde side, and that would yeah. have been yeah. you know because I mean. Um, Again, even having not seen them, I'm very aware of the flack that Daniel Craig took mm. being cast as a blonde James Bond. Sure. Although it confuses me a little bit because although Daniel Craig is a blonde James Bond, he's a very mm. dirty blonde. Yeah. Right? He's not yeah. like golden locks. It doesn't look no. like he, you know, escaped into the mountains with the Von Trapp children. Like he's not, mm. you know. Uh, and... <laughs> and you know, in the tall, dark, and handsome category, Roger mm. Moore was on the lighter tint of hair as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? He's not. He's not as dark as Brosnan is. Yeah, I don't. Right? So I don't, I, I, I don't, don't know. Remember, I don't. I, I don't, you don't remember, remember hearing... Flack for Daniel. No, Craig? maybe I just oh, wasn't that all kinds. tuned in. Yeah. Yeah. People um, are like ah, oh, blonde, blonde James Bond. What are they? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was just me. I don't know. Um, yeah. No, I'm sure it wasn't. Um, so some interesting things I read. There were some different people considered. So apparently Sean Bean himself was considered. Um, not chosen. Interesting. Apparently Liam Neeson turned it down. It wouldn't have worked. A redhead? Yeah, no. Um, and before Bros... Well, I don't know. From what Liam I read, Neeson. to a certain degree, Mel Gibson and Hugh Grant passed on the role. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson no. doesn't make no. it. Yeah, no. no. Hugh Grant. I could buy it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm it's not, the right choice, I'm but not I can buy it. Dead set against it. I'd no. rather him than Liam Neeson. 
<laughs> Liam Neeson is fantastic. But oh yeah, but not Bond? like <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know what you want. But I'll sleep with you. But I can assure you what I want <laughs> is to sleep with you and then drink a right. a vodka martini shaken not stirred. <laughs> it was a terrible um, I that was my first attempt ever hey, at a Liam Neeson accent. I'll, it's so. all good. Um, apparently they originally thought of the villain being an older character more of a mentor to Bond instead of a peer so right they were going to bring Roger Moore back (laughs) oh please god no apparently Anthony Hopkins and Alan Rickman uh, were apparently sought but they both turned down the role so that's when they went back to Sean Bean both would make a fantastic Bond villain I can picture Rickman big time yeah big time yeah Mr. Bond. Oh, yeah, obviously. That was awful. That was terrible. Obviously. obviously. Yeah. So then this is what... So, oh, okay. So let me guess. Then this happens and then this is going to happen. And, and this <laughs> is your plan, isn't it? <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Uh, oh. But yeah, but Anthony Hopkins as well, right? Like oh, he's yeah. Got that, for sure. The yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Yep. I, I buy menacing from him mm-hmm. pretty easily. A mm-hmm. couple okay, other quick cool. things. Um, the first James Bond to use CGI, uh, a bit of Canadian content. Um, the Lieutenant who was the first person strangled by the crazy psycho woman on that boat at the beginning had a Canadian flag on his badge. And, um, Timothy Dalton. a little known secret about us. (laughs) No. (laughs) What? Just that we're. We're villains. Not that we're oh. not that we strangle women. <laughs> no, what? no one strangled women. He was strangled by a woman. Oh, oh, okay. Then yeah, yeah. Little known secret about us. <laughs> okay. We like to be strangled by women. I don't, I, I don't oh. know what that means. I don't know what that means. Either. Last thing: Why each Bond quit? So apparently, Timothy Dalton was going to return for another film. They had the script. They were even talking to directors. It was a done deal. It was happening. But there was a legal dispute between a couple movie-making companies and producers. Um, so there was just a whole long, prolonged legal battle. That's why there's a six-year gap between the, the two Bond films. And um, This is a big gap. Six years, yeah. And Dalton was quoted, apparently by the time they resolved these legal issues, um, he, he just didn't, quote-unquote, he didn't want to do it anymore. So I'm not sure if that's him politely saying they moved on, they didn't want him back, or if he truly just didn't want to come back. But that's why Timothy Dalton left only after two films. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Where do you think this Bond film ranks on the tomato meter of all God, the 26 shit. current James Bond films? Uh, It's got to be, to- it's Goldeneye, man. It's got to be top 10. Okay, it is top 10. Yeah. Okay, what's okay. left? You've got two, five, and nine. Oh, shit. I'm going to go with five because okay. I'm not ready to commit to two, and it's got to mm-hmm. be better than nine. It's Goldeneye, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's actually nine. It's at 78% wow. at nine. That so. surprises me. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Thunderball it is it scored is. real well too. So, <laughs> Thunderball, Thunderball is number six at eighty-eight percent for whatever. Yeah, that's reason. bullshit. That is bullshit. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Uh, well, kiss this thing seductively on the neck and then steal its <laughs> wallet. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please check out our links below on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's where we put out our uh, usually weekly, sometimes bi-weekly polls on what movies we will review next so you can have your say. Um, that's where we also put out all our news and information. Um, so please give us a like and a follow. Also, please rate and view, review us positively wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, you can also check out our Patreon and merchandise page below if you're interested in supporting the show, helping us pay the bills and uh, grow. If you're not at that level of support, no worries. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you feel so inclined, please give us a like or a comment on this episode page. Uh, we love hearing feedback from you. I concur. <laughs> Until next time, the big two zero. Yeah, yeah, we'll be triple digits when we talk to you next. Good lord, triple, triple, good freaking lord, triple digits. Yeah, one oh. will be the oh, next. Oh right, sorry, I just meant number twenty on the Bond list. Oh uh, yeah, well, I meant triple digits as far as episodes. That is also remarkable. That's it's. Uh, it's something. <laughs> a quarter, a, almost a quarter of the episodes we've done will have been double twenty percent. Twenty percent of our episodes will be double o seven episodes. Almost half That's... of our episodes are either double o seven or Star Wars. Star Wars or Harry Potter. Oh, half of our episodes are those three things. Yeah. Basically. What are, What are we doing? <laughs> Oh...